Hello and welcome to this month's Midi's Junction with me, Anne-Marie Bissada. We begin in the year 2013, in Syria, when Assad's forces began the first offensive to take back East Aleppo. Three years later, after some 26,000 had been killed and those remaining were forced to leave. Footage from the Red Crescent shows the evacuation of some 35,000 people. Among them was Salah al-Ashkar, a freelance journalist and activist. In December 2016, the United Nations made deals with the Assad regime to ask people live in Eastern Alab to leave this part outside Alab, and I go out with them. And after that, I go to Turkey. Just before leaving, Halashkar filmed the evacuation. We asked to live in a free and democratic country, in a country that's free for everyone. We asked for a free Syria. We asked to remove al-Assad. We don't want Syria in al-Assad's way. We want free Syria. No one supported us or even helped us. As you can see, we're being kicked out of our city, out of Syria. We'll go out of Aleppo. I'm the son of Aleppo. I'm the son of Aleppo, the son of Syria. I'll go out of Syria. I don't want to. I don't want to leave. At that point, the screen goes sideways, and Salah joins the hundreds of others leaving his hometown. While many went to the northern part of Idlib, Salah himself had to leave Syria altogether because his work as a reporter led him to criticize both Assad's forces and Islamist groups such as Nusra al-Front. <laughs> In the middle of the fighting in East Aleppo, Salah and his friends produced a music video in an Ottoman-style auditorium with arches surrounding the stage of an Aleppo singer and musicians. He sings about not wanting anything in the world, be that riches or material items, but rather peace in his country and to his people. Throughout the siege and the hiding, music remained an escape for Salah. The music uh, for me, it's, uh, it's a life. You can't live without the music. When I was in a lab, I, I listened to music all the time. And I have many friends uh, play and, uh, and sing. For example, at night, all times, I listen to Im Kalsum. She is the Egyptian uh, chanter. I don't know if she uh, heard about, uh, you know, Im Kalsum. And in the morning, every person uh, listen to Fairuz, Lebanese. You can't uh, drink your coffee without uh, listening to Fairuz. And you can't listen to music without certain memories. Maybe because when we was child, every day when I was, uh, I won't go to my school, my mom care about my sandwich to put it in my back, and I listen to virus. So I still to do that when I be bigger than. But life here in France is a far cry from the days of Syria. It's another kind of life. My life in Alab, it's different uh, about my life in France now. In Alab, I have more friends. I know every neighborhood. Mm. I have me- my memory is still in Alab. Uh, 
it's not easy to to can understand how the people live uh, here. I have some friends, but it's not really friends. It's uh, just in weekends. Sometimes I, I meet uh, some uh, French friends. I can't speak about uh, all things. Uh, it's not uh, all my subjects. I, I can't share with uh, my new friends. Learning a new language, adapting to new customs, are already challenges. But to do it all alone and without the satisfaction of accomplishment also weighs heavily on Salah. When I left Alab, I feeling I lose. I am loser, um, not just me. The revolution, I'm sorry to say that, but the revolution lose. Maybe you won't ask me why the revolution lose. So many reasons. Uh, one of them, uh, the national countries uh, don't want Syrian revolution when I think that maybe the Syrian uh, people uh, don't have a good experience uh, to make a good plan to, to support uh, revolution. Maybe the many big countries support Assad regime like Russia, like China, like Iran. Since the first protest broke out in the city of Dara, near the capital Damascus in 2011, Salah decided to also join in on the fight, just as he was finishing up his university studies in banking. I born in uh, Alibo City, uh, my family in Alibo City, uh, I study in Alibo City. When the revolution starts, uh, me and my, with my friend in university, we make a group to share uh, people for revolution. Assad's forces had ruthlessly tried to quell the actions of the young children in the city of Dara. Some uh, children uh, just uh, rose in the wall uh, to say uh, we want freedom, uh, that this time it's the last time for uh, Assad family. So uh, one security work with uh, Assad regime take uh, these uh, children and uh, make horrible things for them. Uh, they cut uh, his finger and uh, they, they kill some of them, like Hamza al-Khatib. I don't know if you heard about this boy. Hamza al-Khatib, a 13-year-old boy, was tortured to death while in custody. His story became the driving force behind rallying more and more opposition to Assad. So we support the city, we support the children. We say we want democracy system, we, we will finish this dictator system to continue to be like uh, good countries, like Europe, like Sweden, like France. Uh, we want to uh, make a free journal, uh, we want to uh, change president every four years. And so at the age of 23, Salah's life took a different path. For me, uh, in 2011, in uh, 70 August, I was uh, shot by my mobile. Uh, one uh, demonstrations and uh, one uh, one man security work with Assad regime uh, catch me and I still inside the prison uh, 10 days. The Syrian prisons have always been notorious for the degree of violence used against prisoners, be it female or male. Horrible things. I don't want to talk about what's happened, uh, but uh, my family pay more money to one person to leave me go out and after that I can't go back to my family house. So I still about uh, eight months. Every day I, I, uh, I sleep in, uh, in one place. I go to my neighbor, my friends. Sometimes I go to another city to sleep. Getting out of prison was one thing, but going back home was not an option. Because the security was uh, go back to take me again. My name is uh, published uh, to the security center. Say we want this person because he shoot demonstrations. 
From that point on, the Free Syrian Army and Assad's regime had divided Aleppo into east and west. His family remained in the west under Assad's control, while the east fell under the opposition's. Foreign journalists were facing increasing risks getting into the country. So Salah and his friends continued working to get the news out to the world. I go to another uh, part of Alab uh, because uh, no Assad regime there. And uh, I start to work uh, first time uh, with uh, my friends. We make sole team for media. It's team for make reportage and uh, small documentaries. During his time reporting from Aleppo, he showed the world what atrocities were being conducted under the hand of Assad and his allies, namely Russian and Iranian forces. In December 2016, one video released shows Salah standing in front of destroyed bombed-out buildings in Aleppo. Wearing his press vest, he called on people to ask their governments to help. The children are so scared. Uh, women are uh, so afraid of being uh, beat. Uh, everyone uh, in Aleppo city uh, now uh, is uh, uh, depending uh, uh, on you uh, to put uh, pressure uh, on your government uh, to uh, protect uh, them from being killed uh, or captured by regime. Uh, so you have uh, act now. Everyone, so you have act now, please. But help never came. At the start of the revolution, Salah decided to cut ties with his real name, Karim. And to this day, he hasn't looked back. So I have two names. Uh, the real name is Karim. The, the nickname or the revolution name is Salah. So now I don't care about Karim. Just I, I believe Salah. Just because Salah share uh, of uh, revolution. Despite the loneliness and hardships, Salah believes in the revolution and says he will continue to fight for it to see his country free and ultimately so he can return. His family is now spread across different countries and he has lost countless people and told the stories of numerous Syrians who may not be alive. But this experience has also changed him. I believe that the revolution made me a man a person capable of understanding the difficult or complex issues. Now I'm able to understand most of the issues easily. Well, not easily, but I can understand the difficult details. That's it for this month's edition of Midi's Junction. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to join me next month when we take another look at the Middle Eastern region. Let it